Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmidt, Swanee and Clarkie visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right, how are we? Very well, thank you. How about yourselves? Yeah, good. I see Swanee's madly trying to eat a piece of chocolate. <laughs> Beef jerky. I couldn't quite get it. I'm well, thank you, out at the same That's time. That's all right. And uh, Clarkie and Wooey look a little bit tired. Bleary given eyed. it's 6 a.m. in Santiago. So I'll just introduce us. I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarkie. And together we are Trial, Trial by, by Wine. Beautiful. And what are we drinking? I've kind of branched out. I've got a Diet Coke. <laughs> Your fave. Is it um, Airbnb coffee or is it nice coffee? Yeah, no, no, there's no such thing as nice coffee this hour of the morning in Santiago, but it's Nescafe Cappuccino Sachets. Oh. We say sachets. Oh. Somebody a long time ago used to say sachets as sachets, so we still say that. They probably also said patio. It's actually quite good, all things considered. <laughs> I don't find the sachets bad. Yeah. You don't? Oh. No. Oh, yes, in the coffee sachets or the the pronunciation. No, no, the coffee sachets and things like chai latte sachets, they're all right. Hmm. Anyway, what are you drinking? Well, I am drinking a Captain Morgan spiced rum with uh, Pepsi Max. So I've got a bit of pirate juice for us today. Good, good, good. Nice. Things can get interesting. We'll see how it goes. That's yes, that's right. (laughs) All right. And uh, who's got a story for us today? Me, me, me. I have. Excellent, excellent. All right. Yes. All righty, all righty. So today I would like to take you both to Greece. Um, So that we can discuss Greece. (laughs) It's a very, very nice place. we haven't been there from a, a crime perspective, but um, no, it's a great that, place to we? visit. So, mm, no. And I'm going to tell you a story of a man known as the Greek Robin Hood. But before I do, I'll tell you my sources. So, first up, I've got uh, Wikipedia, uh, badassoftheweek.com. <laughs> oh, that's promising. B92.net. That's How good is that? Good How good is that for week? a source? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, theguardian.com, amp.france24.com, uh, bbc.co.uk, and there was one particular article uh, by an author, Jeff Maish, uh, who I've paraphrased a fair bit. He did a very good telling of the story. Uh, and the San Diego Union Tribune. So they're my sources. So if you're ready, let's uh, head over to Greece. Crack on into it, yeah. So I promised after our last, after my last story, that I'll try to find something a little bit lighter for you because there have been a number Mm -hmm. of deaths in my recent stories. So this one, you'll be pleased to know, has no deaths. So let's get stuck into it. So over a period of more than 30 years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, kick back and enjoy yourselves. (laughs) Drop your shoulders. Mm. Now that I've had to, I can relax a little bit and not be so concerned. (laughs) Yeah, put your feet up on the desk, you know. um, I'm not even going to have to say to you at any point, strap yourself in or any of that. 
Oh, so or take good. your headphones off, Swanee. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. That, yes. Um, but have your uh, have your laughing boots on because I think you'll be able to find some humour in this one. So over <laughs> a period of more than thirty years, our criminal has taken millions from state-owned banks, kidnapped businessmen, and liberally dis- distributed cash to the needy. Along the same lines as other famous bandits such as Ned Kelly. However, he says that he differs in that he claims to have hurt no one during his misadventures. Yeah, and I'm sorry, when did Ned Kelly give money to the poor? Like seriously, Ned Kelly was just a horse rustling murderer. Can we <laughs> well, not you know, can we not please on this podcast glorify Ned Kelly? Oh, I I think Ned Kelly's a real Victorian thing. You seem to oh, know. Yeah, absolutely is. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's absolutely. like a, it's your kind of. Yeah, yeah. You're entitled to an opinion. I don't know that the rest of the country is yet. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't have an opinion. Uh, he, I wouldn't he, dare. He was a bush ranger. He, he was Irish. Sure, he got picked on like all the other Irish, but he went around stealing horses and he killed police people <laughs> and then he formed a gang who did more of the same until they all got killed in Glen Rowan. Oh, no, he didn't actually. got shot and he infamously had his armour and then he went down to um, Melbourne and was executed in the old Melbourne jail and his last words are, such is life. There you go. That's Ned <laughs> Kelly for you. What a load Good of old excellent shit. summary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so today he remains one of Europe's most wanted men. Have you heard of him at all? Any, ringing any bells no. yet? No. No. <laughs> Not at all, no. Okay, so one of his former cellmates, Polycarpus Georgiadis, is quoted as saying, (laughs) criminals snatch purses from old ladies. Bacillus was on a different level. He is a socially accepted bandit and a hero. But just like the original Robin Hood. What was his name? Polycarbonate what? <laughs> Polycarpus Georgiadis. Oh, sorry, sorry. My mistake. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. But, but this is the only time he gets a mention in the story, so don't try to remember his name. Okay. Don't focus on Polycarpinate so Georgiasis. Like, yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let him go. So just like the original Robin Hood, uh, Vasilis is despised by the authorities he plagues. They portray him as a violent terrorist and Greek journalists have strangely shied away from telling his incredible story. So let me introduce you to... that's why we don't know who he is. Yeah. Could be. Let me introduce you to Vasilis Paleocostas. Haven't heard of him? No. No, me neither. Let's go then. So he was born in 1966 and grew up in the village of Moscofito, maybe, in Greece, uh, which is located (laughs) in central Greece. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my uh, beautiful, uh, perfect Greek accent, I think. Um, so it's it's an area in central Greece, snow-capped mountains, all that kind of thing, so quite lovely, although hard to uh, grow up there. So he lived there with his mm. father, brother, and the goats that they farmed. <laughs> and Vasilis grew up idolising his brother, Nikos. <laughs> Are you laughing at goat farmers? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I thought you might be. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny that that's even funny for no good reason. <laughs> they were not wealthy, but they were tough, not only surviving the brutal conditions of the mountains, but doing so often without shoes. So when the snow grew too deep, Nikos would carry Vasilis on his shoulders three miles to the nearest school, 
according to the article I read. It sounds oh like, God. you know, when your grandparents. like all so, those, exactly, all those stories. Yeah. Well, was your age. I had to carry my so, brother Basil you know, three miles to school. I didn't have any shoes. And we'd get there late, we'd get the strap and then we'd have to do and then we'd have off milk yeah. for morning tea and then we'd have to I'd have to carry him back home. Yes, yes. I yeah. feel like I have Not heard this before. Yeah. When when Not I was <laughs> Yes, anyway, so yeah, that's that exactly where I went with that. So in 1979, the family moved to the nearby town of Trikala. Nikos, 19 at the time, had left home to find work on the ships and Vasilis, just 13, struggled to fill his brother's shoes. They had no shoes. His brother didn't have any shoes. What are you talking about? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) He had no one to carry him around. I mean, please. You know, they're all listening. (laughs) Yeah, you two are red hot. No brother is going to carry his other brother three miles unless he has a disability or something. I mean, brothers, nah, not buying it. Drag him by the hair maybe, but carry, I don't know. And if you have to certainly complain and protest, you're not going to go, oh, okay, on my shoulders, three miles, off we go. Yeah, yeah. I love you, brother. Let's do this. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So his father, Leonidas Paliacostas, remembers he stood on a production line at a cheese factory for two years. He was the quiet one, very introverted. That's funny because, you know, I imagine on the cheese production line it'd be like just a lot of really witty kind of outspoken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Ooh, look at uh, this cheese. What a a turn to be alive. uh, Why are you so quiet over there? What a place to work. (laughs) I reckon I'd be starting cheese fights if I worked in a cheese factory. You would. Because it would be so boring. 100%. Let's make this fun. You, you'd be going out and saying, okay, I need you in the back office. We've got a police officer on the line. I've, I've been told <laughs> you're a strip search. <laughs> oh, no. So as the um, as he was working on the cheese line and around the time, uh, he line. saw the Greek economy swelling and the rich getting richer as the country moved closer to joining the European Union. And one afternoon he thought, sod this, and he walked out of the cheese factory and never returned. He thought, sod this. Literally, that's the translation of the Greek that he used, sod this. That, it's such a yeah, that, that's my, uh, emotive exit from the cheese. You, just think, you can just really feel him, just your defiance. I bet people just going, don't do it, come back, you'll never get another job like this. What an opportunity missed. Come back. No. So, uh, Solid over the world, yes. You can stick your, you can slap your cheese. I'll send it to Philadelphia. This is Swiss cheese pervert who'll love it. Yeah, this yeah. is no good. <laughs> I've got visions of him looking out the window as, and not paying attention to the cheese line as the cheese just builds up at the end of the line, you know, it's falling <laughs> off the line and and someone coming over and having a go at him and going, you know, you've got to be better than this. This is an important job. And him just going, oh. Cheese is only for the rich. Screw this. That's right. This is the cheesiest (laughs) moment of my life. (laughs) Anyway, so the problem was once he walked out of the cheese factory, he realised that he had no skills by which to make a living. So (laughs) he turned to... He turned to stealing. I thought you could say once he walked out, he realised he had no shoes. Sorry. Yeah. No no skills. Okay. (laughs) He made some out of cheese. (laughs) 
He needed to go to reskill. He needed to go to TAFE. Yeah. So he just decided <laughs> to become a thief. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah. So uh, by that time, his brother Nikos had returned from sea. He didn't last very long there. And so between mm. 1979 and 1986, they were allegedly responsible for 27 robberies. Guess what they mainly stole? It wasn't cheese. Well, it's just the two brothers at this point. Goats. Not goats. It's something of the time. So 79 to 86. Jeans. <laughs> Acid wash. Jeans. Uh, uh, Dad, video recorders. Oh. Right, oh. Right. Betamax or VHS? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Hopefully VHS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember back in the day video recorders <laughs> used to get stolen all the time? Yeah, yeah, they're expensive. Yeah, I do know what you said. Do you mean the video recorders or the video player? Mm. The box that's on the TV Uh, or the actual, like, camera? Oh, yeah. Do you mean a a camera? One's a recorder, one's a player. But you could record on it. Which you could record on it. I know what you mean. That's what I thought that's what Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry. They're not saying loads of cameras. That's what it is. No, I think you're right. I think that's what it would be. You'd have access to that. They're the kind of things that people have. Because actually, people didn't have a lot of cameras. Cameras were extremely expensive, too. Yes, again, mm. yeah, very. And, and they were um, a bit later, maybe. When CD players came out, they were extortionately expensive. Yeah. And there was only they like were, three CDs they? available yeah. to actually play on them too. So what was the point? Anyway. True. Also, now that he's got all these video recorders and <laughs> new to electricity, he became hooked on action movies, often staying up all night, gripped by Stallone as Rocky, anything Schwarzenegger, and Clint Eastwood in Escape from Alcatraz. And you Around think, think he was stealing time. the films as well. It sounds like it. Maybe you're stealing it and the video well, was still in it. I in it, yeah. That's what I reckon. <laughs> I feel like that's exactly what happened. But I just want I reckon to... he was just trying to steal the movies, but he just took the whole recorder. Well, it was quicker. When you <laughs> say anything Schwarzenegger, really? Even Conan the Barbarian? Even? Come on. <laughs> Especially. Oh, there wouldn't oh. have been a whole lot. What about twins? Oh, that was oh, what, twins I probably like wasn't out right. Kindergarten Cop was totally my cup oh, of tea. Kindergarten Cop was the best. <laughs> it is I love that. It's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> I think perhaps not anything Schwarzenegger. Okay. Oh. I think it was more action Schwarzenegger than Kindergarten okay. Cop right. Schwarzenegger. We'd have to check the catalogue between the years of 1796. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a lot. No, no. Twins, twins, twins and Kindergarten Cop has No, that's right. Oh, poor guy. Uh, even Terminator. Terminator wasn't even out then. And and that film that really doesn't doesn't really translate so well in today's day and age, True Lies. Oh, I like True Lies. No, no, excellent diversion. Watch it now. It's uh, the whole Jamie Lee Curtis dancing for, oh, yeah, it it really doesn't translate Uh, so well in this day and age. Of its time, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little problematic. Anyway. All right, so around this time, and still a petty thief, he met Costas Samaras, who would turn into a major influence in his life. And become part of the gardening show years later in SBS. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) him, because there is only one Costas. One uh, Greek Costas, uh, anyway. As far as I'm aware, um, there is only one Greek Costas. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so older and more sophisticated than the Paleocostas boys. Not hard. Uh, Costas was an aspiring criminal mastermind who had studied at <laughs> design school and would plan elaborate robberies in a sketchbook 
He actually did a search for oh, a criminal mastermind. He really was near Platinum. Yeah. He's done well, that. kind of. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, no, he was only an aspiring one, so he didn't actually. That's because he, he didn't study. Diploma. He may not have even got into the. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he would plan his elaborate robberies in the sketchbook earned him the nickname of the artist. <laughs> oh, I like it. Mm. Together, the Paleocostas brothers and the artist graduated to robbing jewellery stores and banks. Oh, good on you. So remember we were talking about the movies that he likes? Yes. Oh. I want you to picture some of those whilst I tell you about their first heist together. Ocean's Three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. <laughs> um, or Med- Mediterranean's Three. <laughs> so they, in, in their first heist, they placed a huge industrial oven in front of the door to the police station. <laughs> Vasilis then climbed to the top of the hill and fired a rifle to get the cops' attention. <laughs> the, the police heard the gunshots and rushed out of the station. However, as they did so, they realised the door was blocked and it took them a few minutes to break out of the station to head towards where the gunshots were coming from. By the time they did this, the artist and Nikos were already holding up the local jeweller. <laughs> so the police didn't for a minute go, this looks like a ruse. No. No, no, they went, someone's been shot. Let's go and find out what's going on. Oh, hang on a minute. Sometimes that's a big, an industrial, <laughs> industrial oven. Oh, an but that can't be related to shots being heard, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no. So then they get in their cars to go down the road and they encounter spikes on the road that punctures their tyres. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, not surprisingly, they managed to rob the jeweller and escape with their haul. Getting away with this crime led to a blur of bank raids and other capers in the 1980s, with Vasilis distributing the proceeds to anyone who sheltered him. So he'd say things to things like, you know, to a farmer, kill me a pig for me to eat, and he'd pay him a thousand drachma instead of the going rate of about ten. So he oh, became okay. quite loved by the people around him. Yeah, okay. Because of his generosity. Uh, so massive inflation in Greece saw the price of a beer quadruple between 1985 and 1992. God, I invested a fair bit of money in beer at that time and it never quadrupled for me. <laughs> Just gave me hangovers. So the public grew more distrustful of the government and critical of corruption inside the state-run banks. So there's this picture, I guess, of, of people not liking the banks and the Paleocostas brothers who are stealing from the banks and then, you know, giving excesses of money to other people meant that they became quite popular and they had a, a fair bit of support from the community. Were they referred to as the pa- Paleocostas brothers? It's they, they didn't really have a, a name for a gang or anything, so it's interesting because I think, <laughs> as I said at the start, there's not much media coverage of all of this. But um, okay. I think they should have been, definitely. The, the Paleocostas brothers and the artist. That's a bit like a schmitty, a super schmitty, courageous Kazi and, <laughs> and Paul. Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, an era of cat and mouse between the cops and the robbers began. In April 1990, Paleocostas was arrested while attempting to rescue his brother from prison. So Nikos was in prison. And Vasilis went to... 
It's exactly Look at us, that. no and one's going to die, so it's that. a free-for-all. Yeah, yeah. Hold, hold, hold that buzzer because you will need that later on in this story, I promise you. Before, I was, I was sitting here going, damn it, when you're doing the whole, you know, industrial oven and I'm like, oh, shit, I need to download it. Let me help me. This is ridiculous. All right, yeah. You have absolute license to use it at any point during this story. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so he went to attempt to rescue Nikos by driving through a wall in a <laughs> stolen tank. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> they move fast. Um, it didn't... Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> no one will see me coming in this. <laughs> well, we'll think back to the movies. I mean, he's going to just... Follow. Surely that happened in one of those scenes. A tank barged through something. Oh, absolutely! Probably so true lies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was imprisoned, but it did not take him long to escape. So, in, in January 1991, he managed to escape from Chalkeda Jail using bed sheets to climb over the wall. <laughs> that classic. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think we're going to have to have something after this called the. I forgot their surname. How do I say it? Paleocostas. The Paleocostas Brothers Playbook. I mean, yeah. it's going to be one of those things we're going to have to reference because they're Go down in history. so good at this. Yeah, yeah. Paleocostas uh, yeah, catchphrases. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're experts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to write that down phonetically. Hang on. Give me a minute. Basil and Nick. Pale- mm. Pale- <laughs> Basil and Nick. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is in Greek. Pale- Basilius is yeah. Basil. <laughs> Basil! Is Basilius? I thought it was William. Basil! Basil, but it's often uh, translated as William, but it's actually Basil. It means the king. Ah. Oh, the only reason I I have my own experience with the Basilius, but we called him Basiphilus, yes. (laughs) He was um, my stepbrother and I stayed at a hotel and he was the barman who took a liking to um, young Swanee and it was a bit full on really, Mm. but we called him Basiphilus because he was a bit scary. Okay. Um, His name was. I thought it was Vasilius. What do you say? It's Vasilius. Vasilius or Vasilius? Vasilius. This yeah. is Vasilius, but there are Vasilis. different ones. But oh. it's yeah. It's, it's anyway. I'm going to call him Basil because you know. Baz. It's a regal yeah. name. Yep. It's very and- faulty towers too. <laughs> Basil and Nick. Yeah, that's true. So, despite the riches they accrued, they preferred to live like peasants, only spending <laughs> what they needed. Because they were. And I'm not sure if you've heard it, the uh, the famous Greek proverb that says, if you steal something small, you are a petty thief, but if you steal millions, you are a gentleman of society. Ooh, cutting. Oh, that's cutting. Yes, yes. Mm. Mm. And quite catchy too. Mm. <laughs> so let's talk about their escalation in crimes. So in June 1992, the robbers planned a heist more daring than any they had carried out before. They were in the hills of Meteora, a rocky outcrop that overlooked the rooftops of Kalambaka. I apologise again for my excellent Greek pronunciation. <laughs> the area is uh, has been continuously inhabited for 50,000 years and has traditionally been a sanctuary for hermits, bandits and fugitives like the Paleocostus. Brothers. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. <laughs> tramps and thieves, you hear it from the people of town. Love it, love it. 
<laughs> that is a great song too. Paleocostus, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it already. Yes. Yep. Paleocostus. Um, so Callum so Barker is a small town in which the bank is just 500 yards from the local police station. So to pull off a robbery of the bank would require some serious planning and if successful, would make the police look ridiculous. Get that sketchbook So as Nikos artist. conducted surveillance. <laughs> yeah. This one calls me That's artist. right, exactly. <laughs> it's funny you say that. So as Nikos conducted surveillance through his binoculars, the artist sketched the town square on a scrap of paper and a plan was formulated. The artist blockaded the path the police would take to get to the bank with a stolen truck. And the three men brazenly walked into the bank wearing suits and sunglasses and armed with automatic weapons. Realising what was happening, a cashier pressed the silent alarm before being forced to open the safe at gunpoint. At the time, the Greek economy was flush and its banks were loaded with borrowed cash. So when they opened the safe, they found that there was way more money than they could have expected. And Vasilis praised God and began filling his duffel bag. Thank you, Jesus. Then came the sirens. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I have seen the lights. <laughs> it's like when you said Aaron suits and sunglasses, I had a Blues Brothers kind of, you know, impression and now he's praising Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's a little bit Blues Brothers-ish. The sirens come and, of course, because there's a truck in the way, it takes them a little bit longer <laughs> to uh, get to the bank than it should. <laughs> and the three men hear the sirens and quickly leave the bank and roar away in a stolen Audi towards the mountains of their childhood. Shame. I was hoping it was a mini coupe. However, the police... The <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. The police were hot on their tails and the, the brothers were worried that they'd get caught and needed to find a way to slow the police down. What do you reckon they did? Put goats on the road. I oh, know I'm fixated on the goats. Can't help it. <laughs> the fainting goats. Yeah. So the facilities had a great idea. He opened one of the duffel bags and started tossing oh, handfuls of cash from the oh, window. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and of course, bills rained down on the villagers, causing <laughs> chaos in the streets. <laughs> exactly. It's like Catch Me If You Can. I'll catch. What's yeah. that move? That TV show yeah, where catch- they put them in the money machine, and you had to grab. Oh, it that's years and years ago. I can't remember. Price is right. Yeah, oh, yeah, that that's what right. Yeah, okay. Was it the Price Is Right? Like it. Just like that, the bank robbers got away. So they only spent three minutes inside the bank and they managed to steal 125 million drachmas, worth about 360,000 <laughs> pounds at the time. Okay. <laughs> 50 cents. Pity. Yeah, so it's, it's worth quite a lot. And it remains the biggest robbery of cash from a bank in Greek history. Ooh, okay. And maybe the only one that was shared with passers-by. <laughs> it was quite a good idea, though, like to throw... If you've got all that money, praise Jesus, it's not a bad idea to throw some of it out as a decoy, you know. It's, it's genius. <laughs> it's genius. Yeah, that far, but it's pretty good, yeah. It worked. <laughs> as part of the plan, they also um, stole someone's Nissan to get around the mountains <laughs> once they'd gotten away. Was it a cube by any chance? <laughs> a high that would speed suit the music cube. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no one will notice that. Uh, <laughs> it, it maxed out at slightly above walking pace. You could put a tablecloth over it, or it would look like a 
Like anyway. a tank. No, 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 nothing to see here. <laughs> so once they were done with the cube, they returned it to the owner with 150,000 drachma, so roughly 400 odd pound under the carpet. Said, Get yourself a better car. They, they also had the car polished before they returned it, <laughs> which is very generous of them. Oh, my gosh, they're good. So the, the gang's activities prompted banks to increase security and credit cards were beginning to replace cash, making the Cullen Barker Hall unlikely to be repeated. Maybe for this reason, Paleocostas gave up robbing banks for a while. So, of course, with that source of income gone, he needed another way to bring in money, and he turned his hand to kidnapping rich industrialists and holding them to ransom. Oh, wow. That's not cool. Kidnapping people's pretty traumatic. But you just listen. Yeah. Now we're in the Ned Kelly region. Y- okay. You were the oh, one I'm saying sorry. that he wasn't like Ned Kelly earlier. Now you are. I'm saying Ned Kelly was a monster. Let's not make him sound like a funny larrikin. That's all I was trying to say. Okay, fair. So on Friday the 15th of December 1995 at 8.15am, billionaire factory owner Alexander Heiteglu was leaving his villa in Thessaloniki to drive to work. He hadn't gotten far before he was forced off the road and before he knew it, he was hustled into a high-powered jeep. Once the Paleocostas brothers had captured their target, Vasilis demanded more than 260 million drachma. How much is that? About worth $78. about 714,000 pounds at the time or about 1.2 million in today's money. The ransom was paid and Heiteglu was released. And he later said, Schmitty, it was a well-thought-out kidnapping. My kidnapper's behaviour was not bad at all. I was not scared for myself. Actually, I enjoyed some wide-ranging discussions with the kidnappers. So, they were, you know, as far as kidnappers go, they were quite well-mannered. Yes, they were intellectuals. Yeah, yeah. The Greek police responded by placing an incredible bounty of 250 million drachmas on Paleocostas's head, calling the kidnappers ruthless. One billion drachmas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, it sounds like such stupid money. I'm sorry. 250 bazillion gazillion. <laughs> so they called the kidnappers ruthless professionals practising organised crime on a scale unprecedented in our country. However... Vasilis continued his Robin Hood shenanigans, distributing some of the ransom among local farmers and the homeless. His father says he gave 100,000 drachmas to some orphan girls who needed to marry. So we've discussed at the time, uh, at the time, we've discussed previously about dowries and Greece is one of the places that needed dowries and so women couldn't get married without them. So as usual, he was using his proceeds of his crimes to help those less well off. So with a huge bounty on his head and police searching for him, Paleocostas lived for three years as a fugitive in the hills. Occasionally in disguise, he would go for a joyride. On the 20th of December, 1999, he went for a drive and crashed his car. Onlookers rushed to call an ambulance as he pleaded, don't tell them who I am, I'm Vasilis Paleocostas. <laughs> I feel like had he not told them who he was, they wouldn't have told them who he is. Well, they just didn't say anything. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm really famous. I'm really wanted. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, don't tell anyone. So, funnily enough, shortly after, a call was made to the emergency call centre stating, we've got a man here who must have a head injury. He thinks he's the most wanted man in Greece. (laughs) He was captured and sentenced to 25 years in prison. 
He was sent to Corfu prison. Here the food was terrible. The prison was overcrowded and the inmates had no shoes, reminding Vasilis of his own barefoot upbringing. He wanted to do something to help it his It reminded me of inmates. his upbringing. That was my first thought, That reminds me of when you were a child no and your shoes. brother carried you three miles on his back. <laughs> in the snow with in no the shoes. No, yeah, oh. yeah, God. So he decided that he needed to do something about this horrible situation. And he told a visiting preacher that he needed to organise shoes for the prisoners. And the, pre- the preacher subsequently helped him find hundreds of pairs for the shoeless prisoners. Find them? What? They were just bits and bits? I feel like the preacher just knocked (laughs) shit off. He went into his local Nike and just, this is a stick up. Went to an op shop. I'll find you some shoes, mate. So, however, as as I'm sure you can appreciate, Vasilis did not like being in Corfu and wanted to escape. In May 2003, prison guards found a detailed plan of the jail in his cell and immediately transferred him to the maximum security Cordalis prison near Athens. We don't want him to escape, so we'll send him to Cordalis. He'll never escape from there. Cordalis is one of Europe's most notorious jails. It's home to murderers, war criminals, and terrorists. Gypsies, traps, and thieves. (laughs) (laughs) A little more than six years into his 25-year sentence for kidnapping and bank robbery, Paliacostas was locked up with Alket Rizai, a desperate Albanian hitman. Rizzo. And the two became unlikely friends. Oh. Rizzo. <laughs> there are worse things I could do. Than to be in jail with you. <laughs> Vasilis was determined to escape and he, had, and he and Alket began working on a plan. By the 4th of June 2006, he had been in jail for 2,358 days. On that same day... At 6.15pm. I was watching you try to do the math then. 2,358 days. 2,358 days. That's what I was singing, Malcolm. <laughs> what do you measure a sentence in jail? <laughs> <laughs> so on that same day at 6.15pm near Athens, a he conducted joyrides over Attica and had two passengers on board. Five minutes after takeoff, one of his two passengers pressed a handgun into his neck. It was Nikos Paliacostas. What? And he told the pilot oh. of the sightseeing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Nikos said to the pilot, the sightseeing trip is over and they were to change oh. the route. <laughs> Within 10 minutes, the chopper was inside of Corridalis <laughs> prison and reducing speed. I should hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guards, seeing the helicopter, assumed that a prison authority was arriving for a spot inspection and straightened their uniforms. <laughs> as, the, as the chopper touched down in the exercise yard outside, creating a dust storm, the pilot yelled, they've got grenades, they've got explosives. Over the high-pitched roar of the turbine, a guard yelled, break out, break out, and the escape was on. Moments mm-hmm. after, Vasilis oh, and Rizzo. I thought it was like, I can't hear I you. How would they have heard him? <laughs> come again, come again. <laughs> so moments after, Vasilis and Rizzo ran to the chopper and it took off. <laughs> the guards pointed their guns in the air but knew not better than to shoot because the prison is located on a residential street outlined with orange trees and children 
who had been kicking a ball against the prison walls. <laughs> oh, what a bad location for a high maximum security <laughs> <laughs> On one side is murderers and terrorists and on the other is kids and kicking a ball and against a wall and orange ball. trees. Yeah. Oh, oh, isn't it so lovely? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so... At Skisto, north of Athens, the helicopter touched down in a quiet cemetery and Vasilis embraced his brother. He gave the panicked pilot a string of worry beads to calm his nerves before the men roared off on their stolen motorcycles. <laughs> He's got a flair for the dramatic. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all, it comes back to the VCR days where he was watching all those movies. So the warden of the prison later explained that he was off duty at the time of the helicopter escape and that the artist was most likely the inspiration behind the plot. The artist shared Paleocostas' obsession with videos, collecting in his cell a complete encyclopedia of prison films from Escape to Victory to the Shawshank Redemption. So after that prison escape in 2006, Rizai and Nikos were quickly captured, but Vasilis remained free and vowed to continue his crime spree. On the He's very, very good. I've got work to do. He's got skills. So on the 9th of June 2008, he kidnapped George Mulonis, a billionaire aluminium magnate who had outraged the nation's poor by claiming that workers needed to tighten their belts. Mulonis was captured <laughs> at gunpoint outside his home and taken away by Vasilis. The ransom was demanded and a family desperate to get Mulonis home paid it. So I did a bit of research on this to try to find the exact amount, but I couldn't find an exact amount. But I did see a, a sentence that said the ransom was later reported to be 12 million euros. That's a fucking lot oh, of money. One billion <laughs> drachma. <laughs> but that's, that's euros. That is a lot of money. It's because, of course, we don't have the drachma around mm. anymore. So Assuming um, he had it, so why not? Yeah, yeah. So Milanus said... You said he was a billionaire, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Drop of the ocean. So Milanus said of his captors, they were polite and they treated me well. Vasilis even brought him a morning newspaper every day and cheerily asked him, what's going on, Georgie? So he's got his 12 million euros. However, unbeknownst to Vasilis, the notes of the ransom had been marked and the authorities oh. began tracking him down. <laughs> So on the 2nd of August 2008, as he was pouring a drink and settling down to watch a DVD, because we're now out of the VCR oh, days. yes. He's graduated. A SWAT team smashed through the door. They grabbed Vasilis and took him away and did a quick search of the property. They found a DVD copy of Ransom and the Al Pacino movie Heat about two veteran bank robbers evading the cops. <laughs> so he's, he's committed to his research. Oh, it's worked for him. <laughs> Certainly the yeah. idea of having the helicopter come into the prison yard feels very theatrical. Very movie, doesn't mm. it? Very yeah. dramatic. Hollywood inspired. So he'd been on the run for 791 days when he was captured and the police were understandably proud of the capture. Malcolm mm. Brabant, the, the then BBC Greece's correspondent, reported... For the first time in nearly two decades, the Greek police have obtained the last laugh in their long-running battle of wits with the notorious Paleocostas brothers. It is not known how Paleocostas spent the, those ransom millions, 
at his pre-trial hearing in Athens in January 2009 on new charges of kidnapping and robbery, a large crowd gathered outside the court. There were farmers, peasants and anarchists alike, a little bit like downtown Santiago last night, mm. but that's another story. So they were all chanting, death to pigs, freedom to Paleocostus. So a group of young women also invaded the courtroom acting like fans of, the, of Paleocostus. I'm, and I'm kind of envisioning Beatles mania now. I'm not sure if that's correct, but <laughs> let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So around the same time, Alket Rizai's um, case was also going to court. And as Rizai returned to court to be sentenced to 25 years, his glamorous girlfriend, Sulia Mitropia, theatrically sobbed and threw her arms around him. And when no one was watching, she slipped <gasps> a mysterious watch into his pocket. Wait, what? Did you say a watch? <laughs> a mysterious watch, not just yes, a watch. A mysterious I thought you said serious. Yeah. So that's what I was questioning. I thought, a serious what's a, watch. A what's a serious watch? I was like, watch. I didn't think I heard that correctly. I didn't. <laughs> it's like my watch if I say, hey, very Siri. Very face. <clears throat> oh, go away, Siri. Don't, because she'll start, okay. she'll start up. Yeah, well, she you can. told it. I know. <laughs> Rookie error. Poor Siri. I got caught up in the moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the judge sent Paleocostas back to his old cell at Corridalis. Along with Alcat Rizzo, Bacillus was defeated. That's a good idea because that court, worked well last time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. It's, it's actually funny because the the prison that he actually went to is in dispute, but I'll talk to you a little bit like that, about that later. Bacillus was defeated and told the court, I played and lost. The police are victorious. On the streets of Athens, anarchists mourned the end of his remarkable winning streak. However, what happened on the 22nd of February 2009 would make Bacillus Paleocostus infamous around the world. It would lead to the creation of a, fan book, a Facebook fan page with 50,000 members and inspire a folk song. And I'll sing this very, very badly because we know I can't sing. <laughs> and also, I, Greek. I don't even understand how you could put a tune to this, but Bacillus is untouchable. And in his method, I'm going to say it because it doesn't make any sense. Vasilis is untouchable, and in his methods of escape, undefeatable Vasilis, you are uncatchable. Apparently, that's a song. So you're uncatchable. <laughs> <laughs> you're untouchable. <laughs> I think Sia sang it. Is that Sia? <laughs> is that the song I'm thinking of? I'm unstoppable. <laughs> this is definitely his song. <laughs> That's not going to change the lyrics there. Could you it's just repeat? Brilliant. Could you just tell me again? Tell me what the what the original. Uncatchable. Uh, yeah. Is it uncatchable? So, <laughs> I'm uncatchable. And he is to escape undefeatable. Vasilis, you are uncatchable. Oh my God, perfect. Oh my God, Sia has clearly stolen that, I would imagine, because I think, I think um, Vasilis' song came before hers. Oh my Lord, I think we've just uncovered like a copyright case of our own. She, she must be doing the same idea, Google searches that I am. God. She must be. Oh, I'm a bit overheated after right. of that. Sorry, everybody. Woo. Um, so so just in, in terms of the prisons. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. So just in terms of the prison, so he'd gone, my understanding is he was in a different prison until he went to 
court and when, then when he was sentenced, or when, when they said, all right, go, go back to prison, he was sent to Cordellas then and to be um, sentenced in a couple of days' time. So it was the 21st of February when they put him back into Cordellas and he was to be sentenced on the 23rd of February. That's important because he's in one prison. They sent him to Cordellas where he's escaped from. So on the morning before he's to be sentenced, on the 22nd of February, things started just like any other day. Paleocostas pumped a little iron in the prison gym and jogged around the exercise yard (laughs) (laughs) while Rizai picked winners on the Propo betting game. (laughs) However, he he picked winners. He was gambling. And there was a whole lot of stuff about how he In thought, prison? Yeah. Mm. I know, right? Anyway, here we are. It's a very easygoing prison. Okay. <laughs> yeah, also with murderers, <laughs> terrorists and whatever. Cheesies, traps and thieves. <laughs> yeah. Murderers, <laughs> terrorists, <laughs> robbers and shit. And yes. gamblers. <laughs> and shit. Oh, yeah. Couldn't think of another rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> However. Oh, shit. However, at a, around 3 p.m., Rizai's mysterious watch began to ring. That's right, the one that his girlfriend had slipped into his pocket. Oh, the serious one. <laughs> the serious watch. Yeah, yeah, the serious watch. Oh, for watch. God's sake, this is so silly. He answered and then- it and it was his girlfriend and she mm-hmm. said, Rizai, it's time. <gasps> Short, shortly after... <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after that, the siren at Cordellas Prison wailed, signalling that the prisoners were to return to their cells from the yard. It was then that a guard on a lookout tower heard the unmistakable hum of rotor blades and looked up to see a chopper descending over the third wing of the prison. Same prisoner. What's the same saying? You know, once is like bad made, twice fool. That's just to say, the way President Bush said it the first time. There's an old Texan. There's an old Texan saying: <laughs> "Fool me once, shame on you." Can't fool me. I'm an individual. It reminds me of that Jacko song. I'm an individual. You can't fool me. You can't Remember fool that? me. I'd forgotten about an and individual. Indo- oh, my God, I have not heard that in so individual. You can't fool me. <laughs> was he an AFL player? Uh, yes. Yeah, he was. Say, yeah. Yeah, yeah played for Jackson. Geelong, I think. Oh, yeah, God, did I get that right? I haven't you I did. Think you nailed it. I don't even know how I know that. Shut up, your face. <laughs> That's a different one. <laughs> but also that could get a go, yeah? I know. <laughs> the guard looked up to see a chopper descending over the third wing of the prison. And he grabbed his automatic weapon and sounded the alarm. He knew this was not a drill, and this time they would shoot to kill. <gasps> There's Klingons on the cyber bar, cyber bar, cyber bar. There's Klingons on the cyber Get them off, Jim. Shoot, we come in peace. Shoot to kill, shoot to kill, shoot to kill. We come in peace. Shoot to kill, shoot to kill, Jim. <laughs> Carla's like, what No, the I do fuck, know it. Is it the Star Trek song, is it? No. 
and the Starship Enterprise under Captain Kirk. So not long prior to this, a couple had boarded a helicopter at Athens Airport for a joy flight. Once on board, a glamorous woman named Mrs. Alexandrova pulled a hand grenade from her handbag and told the pilot, (laughs) we're going to pick up the kids. Cordellus Prison or you die. She's a tough bit. We're going to pick up the I kids. Know. Yeah. I've never driven the kids off of the pool. This is outrageous. Slightly different. What <laughs> <laughs> a lot of old shit. <laughs> Goodness me. With a, with a hand grenade? A real hand grenade? A real hand grenade, yep. The pilot flew straight to the prison and as it hovered over the prison, <laughs> as Mrs. you would, Mrs. Alexandrova mm-hmm. got up and brandishing a machine gun, Threw a rope ladder down to Rizai and Paleocostus. Please, I got up and dropped a squat and dropped the kids <laughs> off at the pool. Is yeah. that because she's picking no, them up? She put a rope, rope ladder out. <laughs> I'm dropping right, the kids right, off at yeah. the prison. Picking up the kids. What? A-, <laughs> a desperate guard lunged for the escaping inmates, but Rizai pulled out a kebab skewer and warned him, step back or I'll stick you. Oh. You'll be cofter. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Charlotte and Grace is a souvla. That would have been a year or so, for sure. Skewer. Yeah, yeah. A year or so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness <laughs> me. Where did he get that from? Oh, I don't know, they were gambling. The game, won it yeah, in the a betting game. shop. Oh, it's a lucky van at the betting shop. Actually, this maximum security prison that's got the kids playing pool against the fence with the oranges, everyone inside having a grey old time bloody gambling, it doesn't sound very <laughs> tough to me. So they jump on board the helicopter and the pilot pulls the lever for the maximum power and rows into the air. Below them, the prisoners Ooh. were cheering and shouting. However, Yay! as soon as the <laughs> helicopter door closed, three guards grabbed their M. P5 submachine guns and open fire, unleashing 30-round clips into the belly of the aircraft. Unleashing their hot fury. (laughs) (laughs) One bullet found the gas tank and another severed a fuel line. Oh, no. Aviation fuel sprayed into the cockpit as the pilot whispered a prayer. The helicopter was in trouble and the pilot knew it. He was forced to make an emergency oh, landing. Oh, whispered a prayer. Oh, we're shouting that. Dear God. <laughs> Jesus, Mother God, don't, don't let me survive uh, this. Dear God, it's, uh, it's me. <laughs> dear God, dear God, it's me, honey. I was just wearing uh, <laughs> a spot, spot of body. I was just wondering maybe if you could sort of, you know, help us out a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you could uh, yes, just spare a little bit of yeah. your time to not uh, me die we, right now. To, uh, I just meant to drop the kids off at the pool and shit got real. I just want uh, to bother you. Yeah, and, uh, as I said, you know, not not a big one, no big hassle. No need to raise my voice. Just uh, just let you know I'm a little bit of a bother. If you just... Show me a little, a small miracle. That'd be great. Yeah. Just, it doesn't have to be a big one. Just a little one. Just let me land this without us all exploding in a fiery death. That'd be great. Cheers. Thanks. This is where mm-hmm. sometimes you shouldn't believe everything you read because a woman managed to capture the footage on the video. And I can show it to you, but it's fairly um, uneventful. Who, who captured it? Sorry, Clark here? What woman? A, a woman caught what, footage. But- but she was outside the prison. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Just some prison. rando. Rando polyacostas. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope her rent was uh, subsidised for this location where she lives. Bloody hell. Well, remember, that's why they didn't want to shoot because there's excellent view of the yeah, You don't need a TV to live here. I thought I heard her say Malacca. You should probably do. That's not great, though. She it? might have. Yes. Yeah. I think she's also got a buttery girl. He's freaking out, in too. I'm unstoppable. Catchable. I'm uncatchable. Where's oh, the... Oh, she's zooming in. Now no, she's so, filming. Yeah, yeah, so that's because the prison. Because the bird's zooming telling you to. Did you hear him? That's it. Closer. I can't... He's, he's saying zoom in. The bird's telling you. Listen, the bird's telling her. That's a fucking thing. That's a thing. Oh. Oh, oh. What was that? Was that... There's a helicopter. The chopper? Oh, there you go. Look at the chopper. Oh, there it is. Oh, it is. Oh, this is very it's dramatic. It's very dramatic, but you Even notice that it doesn't look like it's about to go down. That bird was totally freaking. <laughs> he was telling the lady, zoom in, zoom in, I can't see. <laughs> Get out of the way. I want to do it. It's the nanny from um, Tweety Bird. <laughs> 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 so um, it's not quite the, the video footage doesn't quite show the same image as what I discussed with the bullet and the gas tank, but it is fairly dramatic all the same. Well, that could have been happening inside. Correct. It, it could well. But we can't been. see it because it just looks like they fly away. Yes. Yeah. So what what isn't in dispute is that the helicopter was later found abandoned near a highway north of Athens, and the pilot was also found bound and gagged with a hood over his head. Oh. oh that's he told police the helicopter had been chartered by a couple who had chartered the helicopter a number of times in the previous weeks. According to the pilot, oh. both Paliacostas and Rizai were delivered to a getaway car. Television programs across Greece were interrupted with the news of the escape. For the second time, the nation was gripped by the adventures of Silas Paliacostas. Exactly. Breaking news. Not again. You wouldn't read about it. <laughs> same prisoner, same prison, same helicopter. Following his second escape from the same prison, the Greek government came under intense criticism and sacked some high-level figures. Among the casualties were two high-level officials well, from Greece's Justice Ministry and several senior figures from the prison service, including the jail's director, and the inspector for Greece's penitentiary system. They need a big bird net over the prison so that choppers <laughs> can't land. Yeah. Or one of those EMP pulses <laughs> so they can just disable anything in the air. Although there What's are that? kids kicking their yeah, yeah. soccer balls. You know, those electromagnetic pulses. Despite all of that stuff about the, you know, government and prison system and blah, 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 it didn't take long for Vasilis to get back to his old antics. One night after the escape in a village near Kosiakis, an impoverished family were at home. The father had serious health problems and was too poor to pay for treatment. Suddenly, there was a knock at the door. 
When they opened the door, a man tossed an envelope into the house containing 10,000 euros and vanished into the night. Paliacostas Rizzo and his girlfriend, Mrs. Alexandrova, because that was really his girlfriend, went on the run together. You may not know this, but for the past 20 years, the CIA has operated a secret anti-terror squad in Athens. And they're known as the Invisibles. (laughs) Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) A a crack team of 15 Greek and American intelligence officers tasked with smoking out terrorists and special case criminals. In 2009, what's that movie of the Incredibles? You know, the cartoon movie? The stretchy the, ones. The red the, suits. They can stretch yeah. and one's really the fast. I, I've yeah. kind of got that in my head. Dash, mm. yeah. the boy, yes. Yeah, yeah. So in 2009, Vasilis became their number one target from a fake Do you business have many address. Others? I don't know. That's, I, I mean, I can't I don't know. I, like this I think the story, Invisibles so. are sitting around waiting for a job like they're superheroes yeah. just waiting. Like, oh, oh, we've got a job. I mean, there's every we're chance. Oh, no, what are we going to do? Well, if we don't get any work soon, we're going to have to go down that cheese factory and get on the line. <laughs> oh, no. I hear there's a vacancy. <laughs> so from a fake business address near the five-star Devani Caraval Hotel in central Athens, the Invisibles helped the Greek police close the net with American cash footing the bill. On the 31st of March 2009, at exactly 2.03 p.m., there was a highly unusual bank robbery in Trikala, <laughs> Paliacostas' hometown. Did someone check the mysterious watch for that time? <laughs> the serious watch. Was, there was a call on the serious watch. <laughs> Three robbers, two men and Copycat. one woman Copycat. burst into the Alpha oh. Bank. Armed with pistols and a short-barreled shotgun, the robbers wore tights over their faces and motorcycle helmets and they yelled, robbery, all hands up. The trio held up seven employees and 15 customers. Put your hands up, put your hands up. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. <laughs> they emptied the safe of 250,000 euros before fleeing on three stolen motorbikes. Despite the fact that the net was closing, they managed to escape with the money. However, a couple of weeks later, on the 14th of April, a team of 15 undercover police in three unmarked cars chased Vasilis along the coastal road of Aliopohori or something like that in southern Greece. <laughs> nailed it. I know, absolutely nailed it. They had a roadblock and managed to corner him and they pointed their automatic weapons at him, prepared to shoot. Vasilis did not want to get captured, so he floored the accelerator and let it rip. He sped down an alley to escape and as police opened fire and bullets were dancing inside his car's cabin, More than 150 bullets were fired in 15 seconds. However, none of them found their target. And just like that, Vasilis managed to escape and was on the run again. He's a weasel. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. So he decided he'd write an open letter to the media describing how he managed to escape, I think as an an attempt to um, further ridicule the police. Shame them. And he signed it off with a blue fingerprint. I'm assuming from one of the banks, you know how the banks used to have those things where they stamp everything in blue? 
I reckon he must have knocked one of them off. Then in November 2009, police received a tip-off that Rizai and his girlfriend Sula were living in a house in the Gramatico neighbourhood in northern Greece. Police had been watching the house all night and entered it in the morning whilst everyone was still sleeping. They arrested both Rizai and Sula and found weapons including a Kalashnikov and a hand grenade. Rizai was returned to jail and Sula... Was Sula one of the daughters of Con Sula Sula Bula Tula and the Guppy. And the Guppy. That is exactly what I thought. I think Sula was the second daughter. Rizzo was returned to jail and Sula was subsequently convicted of hijacking the helicopter, though she still fiercely denies it was her. However, Paliacostas was not captured and continued to invade the invisibles. The next year, a letter bomb was sent to the public order minister, Michaelis. What happened to the invisibles? They get the sack. No one could see them. No, oh. they're, still, they're still chasing him. So a letter bomb was sent to the public order minister, Michaelis Chrysokioides. I nailed that. In an attempt to assassinate him. Absolutely <laughs> perfect, yeah. The letter was opened by his 52-year-old aide, George Vasilakis. And it exploded in his hands, killing him instantly. <gasps> why oh, Why no. is that relevant to our he story? Well, yeah, correct. So you might go, what? That can't be part of this. Oh. So the authorities investigated, and on the 24th of June 2010, they announced that they had found Paliacostas' fingerprint on the remains of the letter bomb. He was quickly branded a terrorist and a killer, and a bounty of 1 million euro was announced for information leading to his capture. However... He didn't do that. They've planted that to make it look like he did it so that the public opinion would turn against him and they would hand See, Schmitty, you are now just like all of his supporters who are not convinced that he was involved. He sees he's, he's winning your heart. Well, he has because he hasn't actually hurt anyone in the what are we up to now, 40 years of his criminal yeah, yeah. history? 30 or 40 yeah. years of this. He's not no. hurt anyone. So that's very out of character. Although having said that, remember that rapist <laughs> on, um, <laughs> on the cruise? He's out of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bit out of character that he raped wouldn't woman. normally yeah, do okay, that. Okay, so maybe he could be bad. Okay, sorry. Go on. So his, his supporters <laughs> aren't convinced that he was involved. They question how you could find a fingerprint on the remains of a bomb that exploded killing someone and blowing down walls. At the time, the bombing was claimed by a group that used far-left rhetoric but did not name itself. Two policemen and a journalist were killed between 2009 and 2011 as Greece suffered an increase in attacks by radical anarchists Mm. and far-leftists. The spike in political violence followed the fatal police shooting of an Athens teenager in 2008, which sparked days of rioting in major Greek cities. Militant's anger was also fuelled by harsh government austerity mm. measures taken to heal a barely solvent country's debt crisis. I don't know if you remember around 2008, Greece was in a shitty way financially. Certainly at the time, there was evidence to suggest that others may have been responsible for the letter bomb, not Vasilis. And Vasilis has always maintained that in all his years as a robber and a fugitive, he's never fired a gun at a human. He also denies any involvement in the letter bomb. In October 2010, two banks were robbed on the same day. In Egenio, near Thessaloniki, a robber smashed through the windows of the National Bank, then did the same at the Agricultural Bank, just 100 yards down the street. 
escaping with 240,000 euros. God knows how they managed to rob two banks within 100 metres. That's a lot of money to escape with for a smash. Yeah, and two banks 100 metres away from each other. How do you do that? Surely after one's been robbed, the whole place is on high alert. So I did try to find more detail on that. Big, but, Greek, but hairy balls. Big, Greek, hairy balls. <laughs> BGHB, <laughs> that yeah. classic acronym. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old brothers, whatever they're called, playbook. It's called Freddy Costas. Playbook. It's a classic. Mm. So... <laughs> <laughs> because no one was harmed, the, per- the perp got away and was never found, but because no one was harmed, which is unusual in Greek robberies apparently, local authorities came to the conclusion that it was highly likely to be the work of Vasilis. By now, Vasilis has been on the lamb. Vasilis has been on the lamb for 14 years now and has managed to evade police during that time. Everyone in Greece has a theory about where he lives today and there are regular sightings. There are rumours in the villages that say Paleocostas has a foreign girlfriend and a newborn baby boy. Many Greeks believe he is protected by monks living in the mountain monasteries that sit on snow-capped peaks. Following on from the double bank robbery, a man resembling Paleocostas was spotted on surveillance cameras at a petrol station. However, if it was him, it would appear that he'd had plastic surgery. In one hideout, <laughs> the authorities found wigs Thanks and so. makeup, suggesting Vasilis <laughs> may even be disguising himself as a woman. Oh! There have been epic manhunts where heavily armed police scour the countryside with heat seeking helicopters flying over the mountains where Vasilis rustled cattle as a child. Seriously, the they're financial that keen crime, on getting him rustling cattle barefoot. <laughs> Because he's made them look ridiculous. Yeah, barefoot, exactly, a barefoot cattle rustler. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Since the financial crisis in 2010 and the riots, hardship and unemployment that have followed, the ranks of anarchists and militant anti-capitalists have swelled. Exarchia is their stronghold and Paleocostas posters and graffiti on its walls emphasise the local support for his raids on the banks. At one point, police believed they had Paleocostas cornered again inside a farm in the mountain regions of Kazani, somewhere north of Trakala. After a full-scale search of the property, all that was found were banknotes with serial numbers matching his ransoms and bank robberies, suggesting that he's very much at large today, doling out gifts to farmers. And lastly, Kaleidoscope brought out a podcast called Outlaw, The Good Thief which is the story of Vasilis. I haven't had the opportunity to listen to it as yet. However, it is on my list and I thought I'd share the prologue with you. It goes a little something like this. V- Vasilis Paleocostas, <laughs> a.k.a. Greece's Robin Hood, has been on the land for 14 years. In his absence, <laughs> legends of his generosity have grown, but no one knows where he is or if the stories are even true. Here's what we do know. There's a million euro bounty out for Vasilis and a 24-hour task force trying to track him down. When he robs banks, he shares the money with the poor. When he kidnaps industrialists, and he only kidnaps those who are known for unfair labour practices, they give baffling interviews showing how he opened their minds. And when he escapes heavily reinforced prisons, (laughs) as he's done by helicopter twice, he does it without harming a guard. Join host Miles Gray and our team of Greek reporters as we follow Vasilis's trail from Athens to the tiny islands to remote mountain hideouts. Along the way, we'll meet Vasilis's inner circle, chat with the police chiefs and prime ministers, and work to understand how this thief managed to steal the country's heart. 
So the podcast has actually been a hit. They're obviously in love with him. Yeah, yeah. And there are now reports that it will be turned into a series with several production houses fighting over the rights to the story. So that, my dears, concludes the remarkable story of Vasilis Paleocostus, the Greek Robin Hood. What do you think? Wow. Well, look, I have, like, laughed a lot through this. As far as I can tell, he gave 10,000 euros to some bloke in some poor... Farmhouse. Yeah, and how did you describe them? They were some destitute people. Yeah, they were peasant girl jajas. <laughs> this is... <laughs> were they sad, destitute jajas? <laughs> to an envelope in. Sitting... Sadly, in their little hovel until the door opened <laughs> and 10,000 euros was thrown at them. Anyway, regardless of that, he gave, threw money out at people as a distraction. He gave 10,000 yeah. euros to that guy. Who else does he actually give money to? Because I feel like it's more of a myth. He gave 10,000 drachmas to farmers. Which is about 10 yeah. They just paid them <laughs> 50 cents. He paid them more than the odds to keep their mouth shut, though. Yes. He's a standover man. So he paid lots of money My to people is, to hide him as well. I don't feel he's that well. much of a Robin Hood. Exactly. Yeah, well, you know. right? So he's not there – was, there was a lot of money along the way that is unaccounted for because he's just been – I don't know about the helicopter drives and- are not cheap. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> and, and Sula, she was spending good money. Picking the kids up from and the pool. Just to double check, his new girlfriend and their baby. That wasn't Sula, was it? Because she no, was because Sula's Rizzo's girlfriend. Yeah, she got yeah she got done for um, hijacking a helicopter. Rizzo. Oh, where's Rizzo? And, and she fiercely denies it. Yes, yeah, so Sula was Rizzo, not Vasilis, not Basil. Ah. Uh. The concept of the Robin Hood being steal from the uh, rich and give to the poor, he sort of gave to some poor people, but it was all to benefit himself is what I'm saying. He, he the, uh, This guy is just a criminal. He was quite no, cash-rich at points. Is, he's cash-rich at points, he blows it all, then he goes off and does another job. I mean, he's a crim. Yeah, the only done thing that, that many robberies for sure. The only thing that makes him amusing is the fact that he hasn't killed anyone. Like, you know, like if someone oh, died along the way. From the same and I don't prisons. think he blew up. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing that's, that's amusing hilarious. about that is how stupid the prison system is. <laughs> oh, God. So I don't, I don't even know. From, from a sentencing perspective, I don't, I don't know what to say. How do I? It's not a victimless crime, but it kind of is. It's not. Apart from yeah, that poor yeah. bugger who got blown up, but I don't think it was Vasilis who did that. No, I don't. I would I don't like to sentence the people who wrote that song. Could we go back to the song? <laughs> Can you do the lyrics of that again? Yeah, I, yes. I do need the lyrics of the song. Vasilis is untouchable and in his methods of escape, undefeatable. Vasilis, you are uncatchable. Well, the lyrics of the song that I'm looking at, which I think will work quite well, are... <laughs> I'm unstoppable. I'm a Porsche with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every game. I'm a cube I'm with so no powerful. brakes. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. And I'm... Is that the Sia song? Yes. Yeah, perfect. You just need to change it to I'm a cube with no brakes. <laughs> I, I was just seeing it with no brakes. <laughs> <laughs> no brakes. Uh... And, and I'm a thief with no shoes. <laughs> 
Surely someone in the police in the prison system needs to be sentenced. I'm not sure who. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I love the fact that they're like, oh no, we can't fire a bullet because there are kids outside with their football. Yeah, and, yeah. And their <laughs> maybe the town planners need to be <laughs> sent to prison. Yeah, maybe putting a maximum security prison in the middle of a residential zone to the point where we watched a woman <laughs> scarlet yeah. and she got a discount on her rent. <laughs> 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 Stupid woman's got to pick the kids up and she's gone to the wrong side of the wall. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like to sentence Australia's media for not having covered this story because it's such a I good story. It. It's ridiculous. Why doesn't this so make funny. our news? Yeah. I'm going to sentence. What are you going to do, Clark? He's going to do something. The creators <laughs> of Peasant World in Trial by Wine World to um, – Creating a shit yeah, world that's that, that exactly right that doesn't oh. have helicopters oh. and oh. shit next to the school play yards, and therefore what the sentence is going to be is to all go to Greece and learn how to be better when you're creating peasant world. So let's all go to Greece. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if that, that sounds like a roundabout <laughs> way of saying it. let's company expense a trip to uh, Greece, which Correct. would be great if this company made any money. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Can we can we, we take are it on the future fringe of how to be like Vasilis and Robert Bank? <laughs> <laughs> we might have to take a leaf from his book and watch a few Arnie Schwarzenegger films. Oh, let's do that. Because that's movie clearly night. the training ground. I'm so entertained by this that I can't sentence anyone in it. I, 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 it's not a fictitious crime, but I, I, I don't give. It doesn't really care. require I just thought it was the best, it, most entertainment it? I've had. It just went on and on and on. It was like it was truly Benny Hill esque in the. But wait, there was. was like, oh, then he got, then he escaped again, and then he escaped again, again, and then he robbed a bank again. It's like so again. he didn't even have yeah, to yeah. go. Didn't have to think too hard. Yeah, again, again. He really is a, le- a legend in his own lunchbox. So true. Well done. That was a cracker of a story. Brilliant. No sentence from us. We love Vasilis. We're in the uh, fan club. And um, <laughs> as we say every week, miss you already. Ciao. <laughs> Bye. Ciao. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine, or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com, to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com. Mm-hmm.